I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Tri-tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Oh, Sarah. Sarah, has the morning process begun for you? Uh, actually, yeah. Are you sad? You're not sad. <laughs> I I I am a little sad. This mm. is this is our last this is our last podcast, isn't it? This is our last podcast in this current format. Right. The Sarah and Sarah show. Yeah. I feel like yeah. the the Sarah and Sarah only yeah. talk mostly about animals show is at in its current format evolving into a new format. Um and yeah, you're going to continue on as a I'm sorry if you guys can hear in the background my I have the loudest washing machine in the world. Um even though it's quite new, it's still anyway. Um so so yeah. And then as you can probably tell my brain's not working that well, Sarah. That that's okay cuz my brain's not working. So that means that either this last episode's going to be amazing or absolute garbage. Um so we apologize in advance or we applaud ourselves in advance. I don't know. It's, it, it's going it's to be a trip. Folks. Have you ramped up your training or something? Is there a reason why you're like. Ah, <laughs> uh, end of semester, ramped up the training. Yeah. Sick kid. You know, all the fun. All the fun. All the fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I We like, you know, as you know, we got our, our first course fueled kind of like out the door. We've still been finalizing because we drop every uh, two modules every two weeks. So s- modules three and four are just being finalized. Um, and typically, like I was telling you before the show before, like when I'm finished, like a big project where it's been kind of like all in and like the pressure of the project is like, what's keeping me moving forward. Like when that ends, typically, like I know what the other parts of my job are that I have to go back to, like, or I have like a list somewhere or like, I just, you know, like I usually take a little break, but I can just like low key, answer some emails or something but like this time I'm like I just like went to complete blank brain like I don't like I don't know where I am what I'm supposed to be doing like what is my job again like (laughs) so it's kind of been a weird one but why why do you think it's different this time uh I think there were a lot of like there were a lot of intersecting this is like very in the weeds in my life but like I think there are a lot of intersecting pressures like I think I needed to know like we need to know as a company whether like courses was something that our audience is hungry for um and the answer to that was going to change the like the direction of the business you know so like I'm really glad that the answer is yes like people are interested in online courses and like learning together as a community I'm I'm very happy about that but um I didn't know so like that that's like a pressure valve release kind of thing um a few other things are like kind of happening like we're you know we're really planning a really big push to like 
put a spotlight on the the all women's Kona this year. So we've been talking to lots of different potential partners and like, there's various pieces that are like, like that plane is slowly landing, you know, and that would be kind of exciting too. So like, that's kind of happening in the background while I'm like final editing, like <laughs> modules on a course. And then I was away at, and then I was at Sea Otter, as you know, last week. So I think it was just kind of like a lot, so much was happening that like my brain just went like on strike. My brain is on strike. That's what's happening right now. When's vacation? <laughs> I'm actually taking two days off. Today's Wednesday. So okay. um, Thursday and Friday, I'm taking off. Good. Yeah. yeah. Well-deserved. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you get a little break and yeah. your brain comes back online. And we, we hope for everyone's sake <laughs> that my brain comes back. How, how was Sea Otter? Um, it was, it was good. It was like, that was my first time there. And I've never been at an expo so big. Like they were like, there must've been like 300 brands there. It was insane. Um, also like the off-road mountain biking world is like, it's, it's pretty cool. Right. Like it's like people are pretty relaxed, um, but there was still clearly like an elite race going on. Um, so that was kind of cool. Good to make like a few connections there, figure out what that scene's about, figure out like how we can add value to um, Catherine, obviously through the Girls Gone Gravel brand, knows a lot of people there. So that helped to have her just kind of like, um, you know, like we're in each other's corner going around the expo. Otherwise, I just would have been wandering around the expo lost the whole time. So. <laughs> I doubt that. But, you know, well, I would have found a few friends for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's really cool. I I legitimately had no idea the expo was that big. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. there's it's a big kind of like industry. Like there's a, there is an industry conference right before, like right during that week. But it's a legitimate industry like meeting place, like where business happens. Hmm. You know. Yeah. So. Did it did it spark any like oh there's there there's we have an idea for things that are being underserved. And- yes. It definitely Ooh, did. It definitely cool. did. Yeah. I think that like the cycling community um, definitely like is looking for help around like how they market to women, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, there's a lot of brands, like honestly, I just, this comment that like a lot of the, you know, those you know, in the expo, they have those big flags, like, there's all the tents and then everybody, it's like a big flag. Well, like the flags are all black and white. Like someone decided that black flag, white writing was the cycling, modern cycling brand. <laughs> and, and so there's a lot like, and, and strangely orange. Hmm. If it's not black and white, it's orange. After that, any other color you would have stood out. I, I feel hmm. like the black and white, just kind of like classic stuff, the Rafa angle. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they're yeah. trying like, cause biking, cycling in general has that kind of like tech Mm-hmm. component right like everything's component like pun intended like where like it's like everything's like new and like this is like the new it's like this is the newest fanciest thing that you can spend several thousand dollars for for your bike like and I feel You're like that's black serious yeah yeah <laughs> like there's a little bit of geekiness like you're like you're yes it's you're mountain biking and you're a geek like <laughs> that's that's just the that's kind of the vibe. So, and like brands are genuinely interested in like how they, the, how they market to women, how they make products specific for women. Like they're trying to figure out that puzzle. Um, so I think there's some ways we can add some value 
Nice. There, not just in the marketing, not just with marketing, but also because it go, it has to go down to the product. Like it's like if you don't have a bike that's the right size to fit a woman that's shorter than five six, then you know that then that's a product challenge, not a marketing challenge. You know, so yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, coming up on the show, <laughs> we're going to talk about weather travel. <laughs> Triathlon is a clean sport. Um, we have a voicemail from a listener. Sarah and I are going to do a little reminiscing about the things we've enjoyed about podcasting with each other. And then we're going to talk about the evolving format of if we were riding into a group ride. The fastest path to living healthier, longer starts inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier, longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your Inside Tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F-E-I-S-T-Y. As a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why AminoCo's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The AminoCo's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that AminoCo's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher, Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 230 whoa, and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram for gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, Use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com forward slash riding. 
Okay, so we're kicking it off a bit more seriously than we normally do. Yeah, well, we can't not talk about like yesterday, literally like yesterday I had meetings with potential partners and everybody's talking about like the like the doping news that came out this week. Like that didn't it just seemed to like kind of rock the triathlon world a little bit. Yeah, so uh, I actually don't know how you pronounce his last name. Colin Chartier? I don't know I, either, even though yeah. six people have said it to me in the last 24 hours. But did that did that sound correct? Not, yeah, sure. No. Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna go with yes. <laughs> sure. I actually don't know. Um so he tested positive for EPO, basically says it's a fairly recent thing. Uh coming back after Kona, he just felt really depressed and discouraged, and that the only way he could compete was to dope um and sarah's asking before we started recording whether i think triathlon is clean um largely uh i keep on getting stuck on like how ridiculous implausible not ridiculous implausible his explanation for his process sounds Right. Um, so wait unpack that for a minute <laughs> okay 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 so you have somebody who's pretty new to the sport goes out and wins a pto race so makes six figures mm-hmm. um in a race yes. and then feels so discouraged at one of the hardest <laughs> races of all time where the conditions are absolutely brutal he's like oh clearly i'm not competitive enough Mm-hmm. Even though he had beaten quite a few of the people who had really, really good results at Kona right. at the PTO race shortly before. Right. Um, <laughs> so I need to dope because the only way that I could beat these people is doping. And they also, like some of those people are doping, but not my... Well, I don't know if they're training partners anymore, but like not the very notable people <laughs> where there's an overlapping world. Uh, they're they're totally dominant that they don't do. But yeah. the other top people that I just beat a few weeks ago, they yeah. do. I don't yeah. know. It, it just it does. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't add up to me. And I was totally clean for those wins. It just, it started afterwards. Yeah. That's what we were kind of chuckling about at Feisty HQ yesterday. It was that like, oh, my doping started after I won the $100,000. Right. <laughs> Isn't that convenient? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That being said, mm-hmm. not the most ridiculous in the world of doping excuses. There are many absolutely absurd situations so uh let's see dennis was it dennis mitchell the sprinter who tested positive uh, he said after he um was intimate with his wife on her birthday four times and that boosted (laughs) up his testosterone so much that he tests positive who else there's so many good ones oh that's that's a great one i don't even remember that one that's amazing There was uh, a Cuban athlete years ago who said it was the CIA. Um, (laughs) I mean, honestly, that might be plausible. Um, But like some some cyclist 
ate a pigeon pie from his dad's pigeons. And the like back in the day, like pigeon doping was a real thing. So clearly he tested positive. Wait, what is pigeon doping? I don't know. Like you have racing pigeons and you dope them. And I trust me, I have no idea. But he was a cyclist. Um, <laughs> and what's my... a pigeon pie? Is it like a five minute of pigeon meat? I guess so <laughs> many, so many layers. Um, so many questions, so many questions. My, my all time favorite is, I think she was either French or Spanish, uh, runner and she tested positive. I think it was for EPO after she was running in the rain and splashed in some puddles and that those puddles were contaminated and when like when she urinated for her her test whatever was in the contaminated puddle got into the the cup but wait how did it get into her it got into the cup yeah well because it the puddle splashed up on her lady bits and yeah yeah wow that's yeah that's like you know like when (laughs) you That's like something like your kids set, like you know, like like when, when Rosie, I always think, thought it was hilarious, like when Rosie was younger and something would happen in the house, it'd be like, "Why did you do this? I didn't do it." Well, there's two of us here, and either you did that, like there's like slime just running down the wall. Well, I didn't do it. Okay, so did someone break in and put slime on the wall? Maybe, like it's just like that's what it is. So I tripped and the slime went out of my hand, bounced off the table and went onto yeah. the, I just don't know how it happens. Yeah, exactly. It's like those, those excuses are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so those are at least, good. At least he was like, yes, I actually, and more recently, you know, the, the burrito defense. Um, but Yeah. <laughs> So at least he, he did he did right. not deny taking EPO. Um, yeah, yeah. So partial credit, partial credit. <laughs> yeah, I also like then partial credit. We give him partial credit. Then like the, there's the, also the um, like the knock on. I have never seen like a doping like someone test positive, and the response from like the sport and the other pros online right? Like that's actually kind of interesting to me too. Like people trying to, people expressing like upset about, about it, which is like kind of interesting to me. Cause I'm like, did you think everyone was clean? Like, I don't think I ever assumed we had a 100% clean sport. And then the other thing, like they clearly trying to like distance themselves too a little bit. Um, I also like had a bit of a reaction to some of the like black and white thinking I saw in some of the other like posts from it's like this is good doping is bad (laughs) and I am good (laughs) like and then everything about this person who dopes therefore is bad like you know it's like it's grayer than that like people generally like hey there will be some people who are just straight up cheaters who are like I'm gonna cheat like I want to win. That's how badly I want to win. I'm willing to, but then there's like other, not that like it makes it better somehow, but it is definitely 
gray. Like people, people often cheat when they think everyone else is cheating. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that, I, that I think is true in a lot of situations. Also, I think like to the, like to you, to what Colin said, like maybe the timing's a bit off, but like, if you did feel like, like, I remember Nina Kraft kind of saying this, like, if you felt like, well, it's worth the risk because I I don't think I'm going to be able to otherwise win. Like, and then if you win or do well, and then if you have like that combination of things, like, I don't think I can win without it. And I think other people who are winning are doing it like, you know, and then I remember, Hey, sorry, I'm just going to go on this tangent because like mm-hmm. before the current PTO that has all the money behind it. Right. We tried to like, I don't know, Sarah, if you were part of any of these iterations, but I think I went through like during my 15 years as a pro athlete, like four iterations of pros trying to unionize. Um, and one of them, we had like a Yahoo groups. Like, I don't even know what Yahoo groups are for, really. It's just an email thread. Like, I don't know. It's just an email going back between forth between pros. But like, I can remember on that, the, the um, topic of doping came up on this. People were like chiming in and there was a European athlete. I actually like kind of respected him for it, who came in and he said, like, you, you Americans are so naive. Like, you don't realize like what's happening, what's really happening in our sport. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oof, like, I was kind of like happy that he said it. Um, but I thought, I also thought that was interesting. That always stayed with me. Cause I'm like, oh, yeah, there's, there's a really strong cultural component that you can't overlook. Like some, some countries have a, a very strong history of doping culture. Mm-hmm. And I think where this is interesting is that there's some of the the reason this has gotten so publicized is because he works with a coach who comes from a country with a very strong history of doping culture and some people think that you know there are athletes from said country who are producing results that um are questionable so like if if it was just Colin in a vacuum Mm -hmm. I don't think this would be a huge deal Mm -hmm. but because of well as big of a deal as it is but because of um his association with other coaches and and athletes um yeah it's it's a much bigger deal because it's a what is happening culturally in certain places with certain groups that we may not be aware of um Mm -hmm. Are these incredible performances too good to be true? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think there has been uh, some chatter about that before, but this is like for people who just w- really genuinely wanted everything to be legit. Um, mm-hmm. Probably they're the ones who are like, what is going on? Um, but yeah, like, listen, certain certain places are are certain sports um are known for it and you can't deny that like it's very rare that an athlete um you know engages in a doping program by themselves so you have to ask these questions it does happen absolutely happens yeah um so i think i think that's where the triathlon world is like how how deep does this go yeah. Like, is this yeah. just one individual 
or is this part of a much bigger problem? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure that like, I don't know that we will know the answer to that. Probably not. Probably not. Because, you know, unfortunately, the more resources you have, um, the easier it is to get away with it. True. You know, Sarah, I used to freak out. I mean, I do know on the other side of it, I do know um, at least one athlete I can think of. I think there's a few others who have claimed this, but like who their, you know, their supplements were contaminated and they like, they had a positive doping result. They didn't intend to. And I feel like I like, (laughs) every time I went to Ironman and I got, and I got drug tested, I would like like low key be like freaking out that like something like, because sometimes I, I like occasionally I'd take like, um, sleeping pill to help, like, especially during race week. Um, I would take sometimes Tylenol, um, to help with like, yeah, to help with like pain. Sometimes like actually in the later part of my career during the run, if I was like, I would just take a Tylenol. I'm like, Oh man. Like, and I used to feel like there was like this risk involved in that, that I was going to come out with like, yeah, but that's positive. that's the low hanging fruit, and like that's where the 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 uh, excuses actually are reasons, and like you know that's why there are appeals, and it's not just like blanket bans. When you start getting to like masking agents and EPO, I mean that's not supplements being tainted. Um, right. <laughs> It's true. Like, it's not you, a burrito. It's 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 not having sex too many times because you're such a right, stud. Right, right, yeah. right. Ex- oh. Exactly. Like it's, I mean that it's not a perfect system, but the goal is to make sure that like yeah, tainted and supplements you don't serve a really long sentence, um, mm-hmm. a really long ban. I mean, there was. I mean, just I think it was today. Uh, a U.S. I think she's a high jumper. She's a jumper. She is serving like a one month ban basically because um, of pot. <laughs> right. Like are people still serving bans because of pot. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. What sports does pot help? Uh, or is it performance enhancing? Maybe for like, um, like shooting or archery, things like that. Maybe. I can tell you. I can tell you a story about when my sister and I, the first time we went, only time I've been snowboarding. Yeah. I told this story before. No, like, but downhilling sports. Absolutely. We were, yeah. We were both complete beginners. We, but we had skied as kids. So in our wisdom, got on the chairlift straight to the top of a mountain. And then she just like, I was like, how the hell did you do that? She was performance enhanced. <laughs> ah, that's really funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like exactly if 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 you're gonna be really relaxed, you know, downhill mm-hmm. mountain biking, like right. you know. Yeah. There are certain sports where it probably would help. I don't think if you're a jumper, um, and it was it was it was recreational. It wasn't yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. All I all I know, all I can control is like, yes, you can win races clean. Right. So like, that's what I was, that was my next question was like, does, at what point, like, does this kind of stuff become discouraging for you? And how much, how much do you need to know the sport is clean in order to like continue? Um, 
if I believed everybody was dirty, I wouldn't want to be racing. Yeah. But, and like, maybe I'm naive, but I think, like, I see somebody like Chelsea Sudaro, and I'm like, yeah, she's clean. Um, so somebody like that gives me a lot of faith in the system. I think the women's side is cleaner than the men's, mm. um, which is sad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in terms of sport, I feel like it's it's pretty darn it's pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, oh shoot, what was I gonna say? Um, I think like for me, and I think there's a lot of athletes that I know in this camp that are like I I used to feel like if I wasn't gonna do it clean, like if I thought about this, like if I thought about like under what circumstances would I consider doping? Like, and I always felt like if I wasn't going to do it clean, like there was no point, like actually the point of like getting, trying to get the best out of your body, like try to do all the things you can to like have your best performance. is just taken away if you do something like that. So like, to me, it was like literally just not even part of the equation because it would be not the same endeavor. For me. Yeah. But just, just to pay, play devil's advocate, you're a very smart person with a doctorate who has other options in front of you. Right. Um, so you know, you knew that that was in, that was a career path that you were choosing. Mm. That wasn't your only option to make a good living. And I think there are quite a few athletes who feel like this is it. They don't know what else they would do. Um I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. So it's, I can, it's easy for you to make that choice. Yeah. And I can also see where, you know, there's a lot of cultures that where like having, you know, having spent so much time in the Middle East, like there's a lot of cultures that value like loyalty to community and um, to country, like in a way, like, and we do, we definitely do, but in a way that's um, sometimes hard for me to understand anyway, as, as a Canadian. And so I can see how you could end up like you've come through a sports program that's been funded, you've been selected, you've had all the best coaches, da, da, da. and now you're in a, you know, you're in a, you're being asked to dope, like, and that's, and it's part of your, like, I can see how someone might consider it like part of their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? like that the loyalty that they have to their country and the system that they were, that they came through. And like, I can see how that happens. It's like not hard to imagine multiple situations in which someone feels like they might even be doing something, not just for themselves, like not just because they want to win, but because they feel like they need to win for everybody else too. Well, that that's yeah. what um, like, you know, state sponsored doping, dopers will often say that it's not about them it's about you know the coaches and the program and their country and like they feel that they have no choice because they are representing something bigger than themselves yeah. and even if you end up even if you're not in a state-sponsored program you can feel some of those things like you know like some of those pressures can be applied yeah yeah like some some um you know East African runners talk about this a lot mm -hmm. where they're like, listen, you know, I, I knew that there was a chance that I, I might get in trouble, but you have to understand if I go to Europe and I race a little bit um, for a few years and make some money, 
Like that's, that's life changing, not just for me, not just for my family, but for my village. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So just, you know, yeah. not like I, I, I am anti-doping, um, but it's really easy for us in, you know, our, our North American privilege to be like, oh yeah, you just, you just don't do it. Yeah, totally. Totally. The other thing I feel for too, is like how, you know, I, for a while there, I trained with, um, some of the national team cyclists who train here in Victoria. Like I went on their winter camps and I can remember, like we did not have a conversation about doping, but I can remember talking to the coach about how they select the teams, like, and how they select tour teams and stuff. So like, and I don't know if this is still true or not. This is like, this goes back 10 years, but like where they're like, they're literally choosing a tour team based on someone's hematocrit, like based on blood tests, <laughs> right? So like, it's not based on your performance, right? So like, what's going to get you a good outcome from a blood test, mm. right? Like then you're in a, the, your whole, the entire pressure that you're under is not to be a better athlete, but to have a better blood test. So mm. you can get to go compete at the Tour de France and whatever else, right? Like, and that's how they're choosing the team. And I'm like, well, you see how, like, I get how that happened because I see how, like, they if they've made this connection between the people who have the better blood numbers at a certain time bef- ahead of, like, a big tour are going to have the best results. Like, sure, that might be true. But, like, when you process it backwards, then the the pressure on the athlete is to have those good blood numbers. And, like, well, you're just creating a culture of, you know, not being a better cyclist but having better blood numbers. Yeah. Yeah, man, there's a lot to it. And I don't think we're going to solve it. Yeah. And I know almost nothing about it. And yet we've managed <laughs> to talk about it for like 20 minutes. So, <laughs> uh, and poor Jordan won't be able to fact check us and be like, hey, Sarah and Sarah, you got that wrong because yeah. it's going to, it's going to be a different podcast. We're just like, come in, say lots of things that we don't understand at all about doping and then like, peace out. Like, <laughs> no, sorry, can't leave his voicemail. <laughs> Very too late. <laughs> um, okay, speaking of voicemails, we did get one voicemail this week, so let's hear from Howard. Hey, Sarah and Sarah, it's the Ninja Voicemailer. I know it's been a while, but I have been listening this whole time. Um, I had, I, I'm still honestly just trying to process the news that Sarah dropped in in this week's episode um, that she's going to be stepping back, and and Kelly was going to be stepping back in. Um, you know, I'm, I'm heartbroken, but somewhat comforted, I have to admit, by the fact that we might be getting more voicemails from Kelly's mom, which if you know, you know. Uh, and I did have a couple of thoughts you had asked about, you know, who might be good on this sort of panel that you had contemplated. Um, and I did have a couple of thoughts on that. One might be sort of a, a new professional, somebody up and coming, somebody trying to make it as a professional, um, somebody like Nicole Fecaro or, or Kate Alexander, somebody like that. Um, and the other thought I had was, and I know this might be, you know, I don't know, but an age grouper, um, and even better, a back of the pack age grouper, and not just cause I'm a back of the packer myself, but you know, in the back of the pack, it's, it's a different experience. We have a, we have a different view of both the sport of triathlon and the business of triathlon. Um, so just a thought, um, but, uh, Sarah, it's, it, you know, I hope that we, I hope that you're not absent. I hope that we, we still hear from you. Cause you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I was a huge fan of Kelly and Sarah. I'm a huge fan of Sarah and Sarah, and I'm sure I'll be a fan of Kelly and Sarah again. This is get, getting confusing now, but, um, Sarah, you know, I, I hope that, uh, 
you know, this is, I don't know. I, I just wish you well. Um, anyway, that's it. Have a good one. Oh, our ninja voicemailer. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're going to miss getting voicemails from you. But hopefully you still leave voicemails to the next iteration of right. we're writing. Yeah. And hopefully we also will get to um, to hear from Kelly's mom. Yes. It would be an advantage to the new format. We have like the direct link to Kelly's mom back for anyone who's been listening for you know, four or five years, you will know that Kelly's mom was a standard call in. Um, we got to hear from her many weeks. So we're hoping, we're hoping we get a little bit of that. Um, also, I feel like, you know, th- we're saying that I'm stepping, but it just means I'm not one of the main hosts. Like I'm going to take a wild guess that like on average, once a month, I'll be showing up and filling in and talking about things I know nothing about. So. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. But don't worry, everyone. I love it. I can't wait. Well, people want to know what's happening with their CrossFit. And, you it's, know. The people need to know. Sarah. Uh, <laughs> like, what what latest animal that you've seen? Right. You know. <laughs> I'm sure they're, I'm sure that they will just be, you know, on the edge of their seats waiting for those updates. So, okay. So we were going to talk about like, what are some of the things we've enjoyed? Let, let's do two each maybe. Oh, okay. 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 So I have loved that we started off, you know, kind of knowing each other, <laughs> but now I don't know. Like I look forward to seeing you every week and catching <laughs> up and hearing what's going on in your life. Yeah. And it's really cool to think how much has happened in the last few years, just in our lives. Like it's wild. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Sorry. Can you hear that music in the background? I'm totally distracted. I can't. Okay. That's good. I can't. Despite asking Rosie to be quiet, there is loud music. Yeah, my first one was similar is similar to that. Is that like this is this like recording with you has become like a very easy part of my week and my job, you know, like where we sort of yeah, like I just get to show up and we can talk, we can show up however we are. So sometimes when we're like like today when we, we can announce that we're brain dead and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Or like sometimes when I've been brain dead, you carry me along or vice versa. Um, so I have really enjoyed that and appreciated it. And I've appreciated like our audience too, that's like come with us, you know, even though we didn't make, you know, we didn't make any big like marketing moves around like trying to increase the audience. Just like, I love the people who are still here, who tell us that they like appreciate that format. And I think if I was on the other side of this, I think I would too, like where, um, you can just take like the podcast running with you and it's just like two friends talking to each other, you know, and you don't necessarily have to be like learning something on a podcast at every second of the day. Like you can just like kind of we can, And so that's the same, like that's our experience as well as like the experience we're creating. So hopefully like some of that aspect will continue into the new format too. Yeah. I've, I've loved hearing from people that, you know, they listen to the podcast or reference something from the podcast. It just, it absolutely we've made our little community yeah mm-hmm. Hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yay do you have any more 
Oh, gee, is putting me it was, into the It was pressure. two each. I have a second one. I don't know. I feel like that was multiple all wrapped up in one. Um, <laughs> true. That's true. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's fun. Just there are times where I will be doing things like going for a swim. I'm like, I can't wait to tell Sarah about this. Um, mm. That's always just fun to have that kind of relationship where you're like, oh, I'm going to tell Sarah about this. And the podcast mm-hmm. listeners have to suffer through my bad story, but I don't yeah. care because yeah. I feel like she's going to get a kick out of it. Yeah. Amazing. No, but I think people love those stories, right? Like, I think my other one too is like the, there's a couple things that like, I have never stopped laughing at, like in my head, <laughs> Does that make sense? like years later. So I was thinking about, because we had um, a call with form yesterday and the goggles and remember they used to sponsor us. Yeah. And Will, who was their former marketing guy came on the podcast. Right. So a couple of things that about that one was like you saying that you wanted a loon detection feature because you were scared of loons. Like, yeah. the, like how it was like actually baked into our ad, like, for, <laughs> yeah. and like, I was like, Hey, I, I was like, Hey, do you guys like, do you have stats from those years? Cause I was, I was kind of wondering, like, did that resonate with people? Like were people more likely to buy form goggles because we made a joke about a loon detection feature or did it like actually not help at all? Like I was <laughs> like very curious. And then the other one with Will was like, do you remember like the, the malt loaf? Like we, we were going to market malt loaf to cycle. <laughs> that was like, that was amazing oh and the other thing was like the raccoon like I don't think I think that's gonna stay with me forever like how that raccoon used to always walk past my window at exactly our recording time in my old condo and like how then and then like I would like and it became a thing like the raccoon was kind of like just part of our podcast I loved her I never met her but I loved her just because she was such a big part of my life for a while there she was and I got video of her one time that was on my story Mm -hmm. yep cool Okay. Well, let's take a little break and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about um, what's happening with If We Were Writing and what to expect in the next few weeks and how you can make sure that you follow along. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah, and Feisty Media that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy. And I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process. So you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code ironwomen15 at orca.com. That's ironwomen, the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts, ironwomen1515 at orca.com. Okay, Sarah. So earlier this week, we had a pretty amazing call uh, with a whole bunch of people who are going to be involved with the next version 
of if we were riding. Mm-hmm. And one of the next uh, hosts called it a group ride. So it's mm-hmm. no longer going to be a ride of two people. It's going to be a group ride. Yeah. Yeah. We, and I think like, yeah, we wanted to bring multiple voices into like topics in triathlon. And I think, so that's one of the things. Um, and one of our new hosts is actually a regular voicemailer here. So I will let um, people think about who that might be. Um, and then we'll probably rotate in like some segments as well. Like, so we've talked about like having Kelly, well, this is going to happen. Kelly and Laura Siddle, who currently does Kelly's podcast, triathlonish podcast with her, will do kind of like the racing updates, like what's happening with the pros. That'll be like one segment. Right. But then like the main group, we'll talk about more like the triathlon ish side of things like the issues that are important to us or like just putting together like that list sort of like we do but with a little bit more intention like we might have topics around women in sport or things around motherhood and being active or like less less ish less emphasis on the ish well ish ish meaning still related to sport like ish like we took ish very far (laughs) like (laughs) like, with like (laughs) so this is like a bit like it's a slight tightening up of the ish into like like you know sports (laughs) back to sports and things as they relate to women in sport and um you know all the kinds of things that uh, you and Kelly will and our audience will like to hear about so no I'm I'm excited it'll be fun um yeah, yeah I think it's gonna be really interesting who we get rotating in there too yeah we'll have we'll have some surprise people too right yeah totally ooh, 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 ooh. totally and it allows for like the segments kind of will allow for like a little drop in like if something's happening you know someone could drop in and give a little update on something specific without like it being it's like not being interview based like they could just literally bring their expertise to the podcast and then leave and then the the group the hosts that we can discuss the topic right so I think that allows for make fun of them after they leave (laughs) (laughs) just kidding (laughs) I mean that we did we did rip uh Andrew Messick a little bit we did a little bit and he while he was still sitting backstage as well yeah (laughs) that was kind of amazing gentle ribbing gentle Gentle. yeah gentle ribbing um and then in practical terms just so everyone knows like we are going to be moving um we're going to be merging our two triathlon podcasts onto one triathlon feed so if we were riding is going to go on to the iron women feed so if you do not subscribe if you're listening right now and you don't subscribe to iron women um definitely go over there like go to your podcast app and subscribe to iron women because this podcast will be dropping over there now we're going to give folks a few weeks like to and we'll be putting the new episodes on both the feeds for a few weeks until we get kind of adjusted into the new normal and then um and then you're gonna have to be over there (laughs) or else the podcast will not drop onto your podcast app Howard, that's you. <laughs> that's right. We're talking We're counting to you. on you. <laughs> Go over there and subscribe. Don't worry. <laughs> it's fine. I swear Sarah's going to come by every once in a while. Yeah. Yes, it will. And then next week, um, we're going to have kind of like an interim episode. That'll be me, you, and Kelly. 
Um, and we're we'll talk more about it'll be more like it'll be like a halfway step. <laughs> we don't want to like go into the deep end. We'll just do like a halfway step and then and then I'll leave it to you and Kelly and the other surprise hosts. Um when after that. Perfect. Jeez, mm-hmm. oh, Sarah, I think this is it. I know. We've reached the end of our ride. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so bad at goodbyes. Well, it's not goodbye. It's, it's not the end. It's, it's just until a, next time. It's just a group ride. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Okay. It's just a group ride. I'll oh, see, I'll well, see you, Sarah. I'll be seeing yeah, you. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. And thanks to our listeners. It's been absolutely lovely. Please check in with us next week. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it only hurts because we had so much fun because there are so many good times, but there are good times ahead. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're